0: Welcome to China Horse Business, the one and only podcast focusing on the booming horse market in China, bringing to you by two experts of Chinese equine industry, Zoe King and Jojo Wang from Shanghai and Hong Kong, introducing China to the world. Hello Zoe, how are you? Hello, Jojo, I'm doing good. I watched the closing ceremony of the Olympics last night. And I must say, I'm very looking forward to the Paris 2024 Olympics now. For every athlete,
1: the journey to the game takes many years of precise training and it's full of hardship and setback. It takes immense dedication and resilience to reach where they were.
0: Yes, big congratulations to all of you for having defeated every challenge, that dare stand in your way and being at the Tokyo Olympics.
1: Congratulations to all participants!
0: In Tokyo, China Equation Team first time debuted in Olympics with eight athletes for jumping and eventing competitions.
1: Today in our China News session, let's update our audience on how the China Team did.
0: The eventing team will play first in Tokyo Olympics. They started their adaptation training as soon as they arrived on the 23rd July.
1: Especially with the hot weather, Alex Huatien said it was a big challenge for them. It is very important to be relaxed and complete the first day dressage test on the thirtieth July.
0: Yes, I agree. The eventing competition lasts for four days with fifteen countries and sixty three pairs of rider horse participating in the game. It is a very intense competition. If they smoothly complete the first game. It will provide a centering effect for the following up competition.
1: Yes, out of expected, with total 59.1 penalties in the Dressage Test, the China team ranked fourth on the first day of the competition. The top three teams were British, Sweden and Japan.
0: The China team was delighted with their performance. Alex said it was already very impressive the China team could qualify as a team in Tokyo. I hope everyone can just relax and enjoy the game.
1: Yes, and it was cross country test after the dressage. Sun Hua Dong and Bao Yingfeng Feng play stable. The China team ranked 7th, and Alex personal ranking 3rd after the second day competition.
0: After the third day of show jumping competition, with 185.6 penalty, they ended up ranking 9th, for the team competition and Alex Tsai ranked 25 for individual competition.
1: Wow, in this Tokyo cross country test, 2 riding rider-horse combination forfeited two rider-horse combination withdrew, and ten rider-horse combination eliminated. So China team definitely end with a passionate finish.
0: The four-day Olympic jumping competitions were also very exciting. 75 pairs of rider-horse combinations from 19 countries spared no effort for the medals.
1: Yaofeng, Zhang Qingjia and Li Zhenqiang successfully finished the game with 35 penalties, bringing 12th on the list. Although it was a regret not being able to enter the finals, they composed the history of the
0: China question. Agreed. Li Zhenqiang said it was very different this time. China was the host in 2008 Beijing Olympics. We automatically got the ticket for the competition. But this time, we need not only to qualify for the MER, at the same time, we still need to qualify for the national team. There are only two team slots in the Asian Pacific region, plus Australia and New Zealand were very strong team. It was really a hard battle. However, we did it. And the meaning is very different this time. It's
1: especially Li Zhenqiang just did his surgery before the Olympics, right?
0: What a warrior! I believe it is the rider spirit. By the way, if you want to know more about Li Zhenqiang, you can listen to our episode 4, where we introduced him in our China News section.
1: On the other hand, the Paralympic teams already started quarantine ahead of the journey to Tokyo. Please stay with China horse business to stay up with the most updated news in the China
0: horse industry. Right, stay tuned. Hey Zoe, have you been to Qingdao before? Yes indeed, I love Qingdao. It is a very famous coastal city in China. Many people choose to visit Qingdao in summer times because they have very very nice weather and beach. Nice, can you tell our audience a little more about the city? My pleasure. Qingdao is located on the east side of China. It has a population of 10 million. If you are planning to visit Qingdao, you must remember to try their famous Qingdao bear and seafood. Hey, Today in China Club session, let's introduce Qingdao Phoenix Equestrian Club to our audience. Yes, the Qingdao Phoenix Equestrian Club was founded in 2006. It was the first equestrian club registered in the Qingdao Sports Bureau. yeah, so, so what kind of facility do they have? The owner of the club is a fan of Western Cowboy, and I always see him just like a cowboy. I think this is why he built a Western bar which can entertain around 60 people. The club also has two outdoor arenas, a gym, and they also have a clubhouse where the riders can relax after riding.
1: The club has around 50 school horses, including thoroughbreds, Arabians, the local breeds, some half and of course, some quarter horse for the cowboys. It is also Shandong Province's modern pentathlon equestrian training base, and moreover, it is Qingdao Archiculture University research and, and practical training base.
0: Oh, it's summertime now. I think I should fly to Qingdao, enjoy some beers and riding around the beach now. Wait, wait, Yi. Let's finish our today's China
1: story section.
0: Hello, Anna. How's everything going? Hello,
2: guys. Thank you so much. I'm fine. Hope you're also fine.
0: Great to have you here. You have many, many years experience in China. First thing first, can you tell us what brought you to China for the first time?
2: I always was um, like adventure girl. And uh, when I was 13 years old, I decided to go to China for summer camp. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with this country and then I decided mm-hmm. to move here. So by age 13, I moved to China. I finished, uh, I, I was studying here. And then till now I'm still here, so it's been 15 years I, I live in China, most of my
0: life. Okay, you, you are from Georgia originally
2: yeah i'm from georgia originally yeah but i also spent some time in russia because uh, you know georgia is post-soviet union country and we also speak russian i was born in georgia then i also spent some time in russia and then i moved to china so most of time of my life i spent in china wow yeah it's been 15
0: years wow. really cool and you study in china you a little bit go up in china spend your young age in china yeah. and now you are working in china what's your activity here?
2: I used to do like uh, different things. I tried different things, of course, for, uh, like for such a long time in China. I tried different things uh, in equestrian business, but now I decided to focus on uh, tourism and uh, I just uh, established the company last year. Uh, so basically we do uh, horseback trips around uh, beautiful places of China like Xinjiang, Tibet in mongolia yunnan and south of, like uh, guangzhou there is also some this kind of uh, thing so uh, the main idea was uh, to to make the the company uh, and bring for example chinese people outside of china to travel to africa iceland europe to do horseback trips and bring uh, european and american
1: people to to see the horse
2: uh, horse culture in china
1: Anna, so for the hot travel, like, is it a new trend in China or how, how do you find it? Oh, you know, guys, I have to say that the
2: recent years, not only in China, I would say it's everywhere in the world. It's getting so popular because I used to travel a lot uh, in Europe. I went to Africa, U.S., uh, and in my own country, that's how we raised. So basically, every, my grandfather, he has horses and we used, to, we used to go on the mountains. We used to go on the grasslands, you know, with the horses. You know, people, we live in the big cities and we would like to escape from the big cities. But traveling with the tourist groups is very boring, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I yeah. think we all miss adventuring our life. You know, for example, I have a lot of beginners in my groups, uh, in the trips. Mm -hmm. And for those people, it's kind of getting out of their comfort zone, you know. So that's how it started. I was traveling myself uh, abroad and tried this kind of uh, different places, horseback riding on the beach, horseback riding in safari safari in Africa, mountains and everything. And then uh, I came to came uh, always coming back to Beijing. I was going to Inner Mongolia, so it's been already six years since uh, I started to do, in. Uh, I started to travel Inner Mongolia every summer. I really love that place, and I think uh, grasslands in Inner Mongolia have this, you know, amazing, amazing energy. I even cannot explain it, but when you ride, gallop, you know, it's in this wildness, and wind blows your face, oh, it's, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know if i feel i feel something really great when i'm doing this maybe i should try to 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 you know to let the other people feel the same and we started to do the trips first it was really of course a small like uh, it was just for the friends mm-hmm. and step by step yeah it became very popular mm-hmm. and now in china people really like it and it's it's a it's still kind of new thing, but it's growing so fast. Even during coronavirus, this business grows very fast. I think in future, maybe after... Coronavirus—it's uh, going to be even, even, even more. And uh, of course, I'm not only the one who do this kind of business here, and um, and yeah, I'm really happy that Chinese Chinese people, you know, they trying to, to to back to the roots because right, uh, horseback mm-hmm. used to be very big in China before and this is really what made me happy because people like it people coming back for the trips and, and they are always yeah. saying that all oh, we're waiting we, we cannot wait once we can travel more and more and more
1: so uh, as we know you are also an expert in equestrian do you think that china equestrian sport is very niche market here um, you know, I would say, of course,
2: it's still niche in China. It's not that mainstream like in other countries, but, um, you know, as I said, I've been here for many years and I, I, I remember when it was like a few stables in Beijing and in Shanghai, maybe four or five stables. And now it's what, like maybe more than 30, 40, at least in Beijing. And then outside of Beijing, China is great because everything grows so fast every single business in china just go crazy and um yeah. And yeah so it's still niche but it's getting better and better because um i can see for example three four years ago even if you want to buy equipment in china there was only few choices right now This year, if you want to buy equipment, you have like maybe more than 70 shops where you can buy the equipment for the horses, right? So as I know, a lot of Chinese buy uh, horse, import horses from abroad and they also breed them locally. So it's getting bigger and bigger. Of course, it's still niche, but um, I think China maybe needs 10 years, maybe even less and then it would be in very 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 high level
0: Mm -hmm. the olympics just finished um a lot of uh, people a lot of chinese audience has followed the olympics equestrian competitions do you see any post-olympic effect for the sports
2: oh yeah of course you know chinese team did really great job i think right now a lot of parents would say send their kids to study horseback riding. I know already some international schools in Beijing, in Shanghai and Shenzhen which are uh, which provide horseback riding classes. So it's basically a normal um, elementary or primary school. Mm-hmm. and then like twice a week uh, they have a uh, horseback classes. And China has everything for this. China has very good stables, and very good uh, environment, for example, like um, this kind of wild riding. Also, you know, I do endurance. As I know, Shanghai, they they are going to build next uh, two years, they're going to build endurance race, ho- uh, race course. And uh, there is a lot of endurance horses, a lot of endurance um, equipment, which were like five years ago, you couldn't find anything. I, I was buying everything mm-hmm. abroad, bringing here, but now you can buy everything in China. I don't need to order from France or from Italy. I can just go to the shop in Beijing and buy saddle and buy everything I need. China, you know, open up more for horse, uh, for equestrian uh, business and also Olympic will affect a lot. So seven, 10 years in China would be really great equestrian uh, country.
0: Yes, very encouraging. And uh, I share the same vision with you uh, for this emerging but going very, very fast market. As a friend of a horseback trip myself, I can wait to ride with you in Xinjiang or in the Mongolia soon. Yep. Right. Thank, Thank you, Enna. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. China horse business will continue to bring you the most up-to-date topics from the China horse industry. And from 6th of September, the first Monday of September, we will start our China horse business live.
1: This is a monthly webinar where you can meet different professional and industry decision makers in China. If you are interested in attending the live making a speech in the session please don't hesitate to get
0: in touch with us on contact at wonder right that's all we have for today we will see you next week I hope you have a good week bye bye this podcast is co-hosting by Zoe King and Jojo Wang powered by Wonder Horse a business solution provider focusing on Chinese equine market and a bespoke equine community in China.
1: In addition to this weekly podcast, we launch a monthly webinar called China Horse Business Life. The objective is to connect international stakeholder with Chinese decision maker. Four to five speakers will introduce their activity, products, surveys, and any other topics related to the equine industry within 10 minutes in English. This webinar is open to all Chinese audience, especially targeting equestrian club's owner, professionals, rider, officials,
0: and suppliers. This is a perfect opportunity for you to introduce your brand, products, and services to real Chinese audience and interact with them. You may find your partner, distributor, or clients in these webinars.
1: If you're interested in making a speech in the webinar, please subscribe to our annual package, Business Plus, which will allow you to speak once per semester in the webinar, along with many other premium benefits.
0: A lower-cost annual package, Connect Pass, is also available with some useful benefits. Please check them out on our website, www.wonder-horse.com podcast, and in the show notes of this podcast.
1: Thank you for listening to our podcast. You can subscribe it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any podcast channel by searching the name of our program, China Horse Business.
0: We are also looking forward to meeting you in China Horse Business Live, a monthly webinar connecting international stakeholders with Chinese decision makers.
1: Please feel free to leave us a comment and recommend our program to your friends and colleagues.
0: Spare the world and stay tuned.